With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the podcast guy. Something about the talk time on podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. Another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. I'm your host Mike, and joining me tonight is definitely Steve and maybe Mark. We'll find out in a minute. Um, and uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, defeat in Northampton. Oh, yeah, that'll do. And we're going to look forward ahead to the Colchester match if we can be allowed to look forward to games at the moment. Um, <clears throat> Steve, last time you were on was after a great late victory. I think it was against Swindon. Um, how have you been? Uh yeah, busy. Um yeah. yeah, loads going on. Um not least um following two football teams collapsing in a in a horrible heap at the end of the season. Um so yeah, it's from a footballing perspective it's been pretty miserable um lately. But at least uh, at least sort of being back in the country now I'm I've got the the uh, the ability to actually go and go and witness the witness the awfulness in in person yeah, which uh, yeah. which which at least means that um there are pubs and and that sort of thing available um to, <laughs> you can be, to distract you can be cold and miserable not just not just miserable yeah yeah <laughs> although it's nice and warm today so it uh, is um, i mean I, there was me last night bitching and moaning about the, the mini heat wave that we were promised and it was nice on monday cold last night it's nice again today i don't know what what's going on um i just hate something united fans. saw us coming Exactly. Um, and we'll find out now if his microphone's magically fixed itself. But Mark, hello, how are you? Oh, hi there. Is it coming hey, through now? It is coming through. Perfect. Hey. So it's the debut for Mark. So, Mark, um, as it's the debut, and I bet you're going to glad you did this, now you get to tell us who you are. So, who are you? I'm Mark, uh, normally known as Mark T these days. Uh, first went to Sutton 94-95 season. Was a occasional visitor for several years um, to shift work, and now regular season ticket holder for the last six seven years. And uh, volunteer in the shop, turnstiles, uh, sometimes do a tickets, and also occasional painting crew. Yeah, turnstile number one, which is a very important job because that's the one that i come in and yep. queue up and wait at number one because i can't go in the others at the moment 
mind you, it's not mattering at the moment, so I, I could probably change it up at some point. Um, right, I haven't done any sort of club news at all because I've been busy at work. So um, if there is anything that's ha- happened, I'll pick it up later in the week. Um, on the match, um, I mean, it was dramatic changes from Matt. Four changes from the team that started the last game. Um, what what were your thoughts ahead of, ahead of kickoff, Steve, with all, with all the changes? Um, I think it was... I think we're kind of into that into that stage of the season now where you've got a lot of players who are coming to the end of their contracts and some are potentially playing for new new deals. Some perhaps know they're they're moving on, whether that's kind of upwards or, or downwards is kind of open to open to debate with with some players, I guess. But I think um I think it just needs a bit of a freshen up. Um obviously playing a playing a midweek game off the back of playing the league leaders on Saturday. Um, always likely to be be a few changes, I think. Um, obviously, Ben Goodliffe coming back in, having missed missed Saturday due to um, uh, due to his misses uh, giving birth. Um, so yeah, good good to see good to see him back, and he seemed yeah didn't seem to be uh, showing a, a lack of sleep at least. So that's um, <laughs> that's quite a quite a surprise. Um but yeah, I, I think I think realistically that, that lineup was looking okay. I mean the midfield has been has kind of been the concern for um for the last month or so when whenever Craig Eastman's not around and mm-hmm. that was that was the kind of pre match uh fear again, I think, um in this run of games where we're basically playing all the teams at the top. Um but actually to be fair, that fir- that first half I thought um I thought Harry and and Ali did really well in midfield. Um, they they were dominating, which which did surprise me because I mean, North, Northampton have, have basically been in the top three or four for well, basically since week one, yeah. week two. Um, yeah. They've not really moved, um, and yet, like before last night, we've not we've not seen them really do anything in games yeah. against us. Um, and first half was kind of more of the same, really. It was only second half yeah. that they they stepped it up a little bit. We we didn't quite um, come out really at the start of the second half. And um, to be honest, I mean that that ten fifteen minute spell straight after half time is where we lost the game. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back to that. Um, Mark, 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 what was your sort of thoughts? I know you don't get to watch the early exchanges, but what was your thoughts of ahead of kick off when you heard the team news? Well, I thought I, I thought we um, the team was quite strong. Um, I was quite in, in, impressed with the layout that we managed to get going for this game. But I think half time, yeah, half time came up. We deserved that um, at one-one. Um, the long throw, the goal from the long throw through. <laughs> Sorry, I must have upset Matt a fair bit. I would have thought because I'm pretty sure he would have practiced against that. Um, well, but I think the midfield was strong in the first half, very much. Works extremely hard. Ali and Harry, especially, worked yeah. very hard. I thought. Well, Steve, we were standing together, and there was several times we were kind of looking around, going, "Hang on, what, what, what's going on here? And we're passing the ball around, we're moving well, everything seems to be dropping for us." Um, then there was some couple of horrible bobbles and stuff, but um, it was very unsutton like the first sort of thirty minutes or so. Um, were, were you expecting a, a good night, or were you just waiting for the inevitable? <laughs> Well, kind of at that point, you're kind of thinking, oh, okay, this is this is going well, but we need to kind of take advantage of of this dominance. Um, Ali obviously had that great volley off the post from twenty twenty five yards, um, which I think if that if that goes in, he's basically one goal of the season yeah. right right at the very last. 
Um, and yeah, we we created two or three decent openings. Didn't quite um, didn't quite take any of them. Which I mean, let's be honest, that's been the story of the season, hasn't it? Not scoring enough mm-hmm. goals, um, not converting chances that we've created. But I think I saw on the stats we had something like sixty five percent possession. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I can only think that's ever, that's happened in games where we've been up against ten men for for the majority mm-hmm. of a game. Um, because that doesn't that doesn't gener- that's not really our our way. We yeah. we don't like to kind of mess about with it at the back. We we want to. Um, I mean, we're a little bit direct at times, but largely we're trying to get the ball into wide areas quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, we were able to play through the through the middle and sort of between the lines quite a lot. Um, yeah. Northampton seemed a little bit disorganised that first half. I thought, um, yeah. even though they've even though obviously their league position um, suggests that they should be should be of a higher standard. Um they were they were neat and tidy in possession but didn't really do an awful lot with it when when they got it. So it was yeah, it's pretty pretty bloody annoying to um to concede to um archetypal league two long th- yeah. uh, long throwing that um that just bounces in the six yard box. I mean I, Dan literally preceded it with uh oh that's how you take a fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> and that's what a long throw is supposed to look like. Um, so yeah, it sounds silly. I mean, they did have, or they do have a huge injury crisis, um, very similar to ours. I think. I think they've got seven or eight, in fact, maybe even higher than that number of starters out, um, which might have shown why they were not. But they've got, but they've got a bigger budget to, to cope with that yeah. sort of thing, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, but certainly, possibly against the run of play, which again sounds really, really daft, um, but. One person last night who impressed me, I don't know whether it was the whole new contract thing you were saying or to attract another club, but Donovan was battling away, Mark. What did, what did you think of Donovan's first half performance, which he capped it with a goal at the very death? I always think Donovan's always worked hard anyway, um, mm-hmm. for little reward at times. Yeah. Um, I personally think sometimes we need to play him off of Omar a bit more rather than the other way around. Um, yeah. which, it, which it appears to be. I'm not saying I'm an expert in tactics, but it appears that way to me. Sometimes I think we need to get Omar to nail it off to him and let him use that pace and aggression that he has got and that stamina he can uh, get mm-hmm. forward. And I think he would get more goals that way. Yeah, we, we were similar again. Like, yes, he hasn't had a great return, but um, we don't play to his strengths. Yeah, exactly. Such little, yeah. Such little service provided. Mm. Yeah, um, and the service he gets, as you say, is flick-ons or balls over the top, which he's supposed to run onto, and he doesn't want it there. Um, but he got a goal. Um, his first goal since we played this lot back in October, November, October time, something like that. Christ, yeah. Um, no one even checks these things, it doesn't matter. But it's, it's, it's definitely his first goal since Northampton. The halcyon um, days when we could score two goals in a game. Exactly, yeah. Um, didn't get to see Killian, because I was hoping that Killian got to come on and terrify him again, because... Um, he didn't. They didn't like him at all. But we got to half time, kind of reset. Um, always worried, to be honest, when we're shooting the, the wrong way in the second half. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of think I said they were all just must have been sitting around the, the changing room going, "We've done all right, haven't we?" Um, because they came out completely off the pace. And was it five minutes in? Um, not, even, not even that many, I don't think. Yeah, and it was a shocker of a goal. Um, I think we were having an attack, weren't we? Yeah, we, just left two, we left it too open at the back. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was about, um, there, I think there was about five individual errors in the entire counter attack. It was, it yeah. was ridiculous, and yeah. and one of those one of those errors included the terrible cross from their lad um, that we've managed to shank straight back into into the path of the striker. Yeah, yeah. had it been um, a good cross, Jack. Probably I mean, all, would have I mean, all, all, all three goals were terrible from a defensive perspective because um, I think I mean our Donovan's equaliser was very similar to their winner, really, in, yeah. in the way that it it just fell kindly to to someone after after a bit of a scramble. Um, but other than that, we were we were pretty much un, unchallenged at the back. Um, there was no, we were, we weren't really all that concerned. Um, and the problem was that second half we just didn't create as many chances as as we did in the first. Um, and yeah, we just weren't weren't quite on weren't quite on the same pace. Obviously, had the disallowed goal. Um, I've not seen not seen highlights back yet, so I don't know how yeah. how far offside he was. Um, but the fact that none of our players were seemed to be particularly annoyed about it suggests that it was probably a fair decision. Probably about one of the few decisions the officials got right between them on um, <laughs> on the night. I mean, right. good lord, rock! Thirteen was just minutes. Thirteen horrendous. minutes we're into this before we've mentioned him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's quite impressive. Well, um, I mean, you, you should have got should have got Mark Frake on, and then then you'd have had a mention like before the jingle had finished. <laughs> but I think, can I just say, I, yeah, I, I spoke to someone at the ground um, who was at the Tardis when that goal went in, and they said it didn't look as offside as people think. Okay, fair enough. Uh, um, but I wasn't there, so it's just. No, yeah, it's, it's, as I say, it's all way at the other end and it's like, I can't see it. Yeah. I can barely work out what's going on when I get the camera out. Um, but yeah, Mr. Mister Rock, um, in fairness, for a little while, I seem to think he forgot he was at Sutton United and he was all right because hmm. we were getting things and it was the game was flowing. And then I think it must have been Frakey made a noise and he realised <laughs> where he was and it brought him back into reality and he just started going absolutely insane again. Um, I think there were several odd ones. There were people being wrestled right in front of him, which seems to be a pattern recently because that happened again um, the other day as well. Someone being wrestled on the halfway line, um, but it was just just odd. I mean, overall, what, what did you think of the, the, the ref, Mark? You know, I don't normally bash referees, but he um, he he brought attention to himself yesterday. I think it's just the standard of the referees in the division in general, though. To be fair, um, yeah. I don't think we can knock one referee over another. We've had quite a few that have done this sort of thing this year. Yeah, but then I'm biased. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Steve, what, what were you, I know most of them, but what were your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, fam, family podcast and all that, but good lord, um, he was. It was just. It was just so wildly inconsistent, and every single thing that every single stoppage in play. I mean, a lot, a lot of the free kicks he gave were absolutely fine. Not a problem. Um, blow the whistle, and then let's let's just get the, get the game restarted again. Um, but so many of the stoppages, he wanted to stop and have a long chat with the offending player. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, if you've decided that that guy's um, skirting on thin ice, then uh, sorry, skating on thin ice, then yeah, fine. Okay, get um, either have that final word or at least threaten to get a card out. And yet it wasn't until um, Omar breathed on someone that all of a sudden the cards start coming out. Um, like you booked both um, both bu- uh, benches in the first half for yeah. reasons kind of unknown. And the, sec- the second time when he went and um, went and booked um, 
Jason, I think. But Jason, I think. Um, I mean, why didn't he like he he, walk, he literally walked from one side of the pitch to the other? It's like, why are you wasting so much time? Um, and then we come on to the, the time aspect, where in the in the um, in the second half, you've had all of these stoppages for um, for talking tos and th- and and substitutions and general time wasting and all that sort of stuff. And we've and he then adds the the least amount of injury time we've had all season. Yeah. Um I mean yeah you you could you could rightfully put an argument that well we could have been playing there all night and not scored in the second half. Yes. Exactly. But you've at least got to give us the opportunity to show how bad we are in front of goal. I think Matt uh, Matt um aired towards that when he did his interview after the game. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um I think I said 7 or 8 minutes. Um I did wonder was there a one missing from the, the three. <laughs> um and even when the three went up they were taking a free kick and they still took another minute over that free kick. Um, so it was just, it was, yeah, just really, really bizarre. I mean, you, you rightly say we wouldn't have done anything with the extra five minutes um, because we could still be there now, but um, it just adds to the disappointment. Well, yeah, I mean, who knows? It's it's one, one of those situations where things get desperate and obviously Northampton are hanging on for dear life knowing that a win yeah. more or less confirms them going up. I, I find it very difficult to, to believe that anyone's catching them now Yeah, um, with so, so few games to go. So obviously some, someone, someone at the back might do something daft. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, we've, panic. we've, well, we've, we've seen it before, haven't we, where um, teams panicking and the defend or an attacker back defending does something stupid and just shoves someone over or something like that. Um, gives us a penalty. I mean, obviously that would that would depend that would depend on Rock giving us yeah. giving us a um, a big decision. But yeah. um, you've at least got to sort of put the give, ball in the right areas and give yeah. us an opportunity to get those. Yeah, we'd concede the free kick if it, if that had happened. Mm. Said, oh, you shouldn't have tripped over his foot like that. That's, that's outrageous. Um, so, I mean, it's it's another game ticked off. It's we, the season is petering out now, which is disappointing, but. Um, I still maintain if we had this form going into that great run and then went on the great run until the end of the season, people were saying, yeah, it's great to finish or get close to the top 10 towards the end of the season. So um, taking it as a whole, it's still it's still good. But um, we'll finish up with last night. Um, but I do ask you, obviously, for your choices for player of the day. Um, so have a little think, and I'll come back to you first of all, Mark, for your choice of your first player of the day. Now watch me do my dance. I'm the player of the day. day, day. Right. This is always difficult, especially when you don't necessarily have a, any brilliant standout performers, but it can be for any reason you like. So who's your first choice, Mark, for player of the day? Uh, I would nominate Ali Smith. Ali, lovely. I think... He worked so hard, and he was still trying to get in the box even at the end, towards the end of the game. Perfect. And Steve, your first choice. Uh, I'm going to go for Donovan Wilson. Um, yeah. Obviously, got the goal. Um, looked a lot more threatening and um, and lively than he has done in in weeks, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, quite, quite impressed with him. And as you say, perhaps uh, with with an eye on uh, uh, potential potential contracts. Yeah, absolutely. I'm... It's definitely a favourite of Matt because we had Matt Dennis on the bench mm. last night. So I don't know whether Matt's one of the people who was sick as well, but um, we don't know. Um, Mark, who's your second choice? Uh, Omar. 
Omar? Yeah, he, <laughs> I think he handled himself quite professionally yesterday. Um, he could have been a lot worse. He was double teamed quite often. And I think at times he's a marked man. Oh, if, if, I, if I was Omar, I'd be getting sent off every week. I'd just be getting so fed yeah. up with it. Because he just gets the he just gets the shit kicked out of him every week, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. and he gets no protection from anyone. It's ridiculous. We fought the sub at the end, didn't we? We thought, why are we making a sub with like seconds to go? Mm. And we're like, oh, it's going to be Omar because he's got the ump, and um, he went in for a tackle straight away at that point. We're like, oh, oh here we go, Ricker. <laughs> it wasn't though. Um, but Steve, who's your second and final choice? Uh, I'm going to go for Kobe Rowe. Um, Kobe. Yeah, we were. I mean, obviously two frustrating goals to concede but other than that we were pretty much faultless at the back um not really troubled by a side um that are going to be playing playing league one football next season yeah and kobe did do that brilliant thing in the first half where he kicked it over the bloke's head um got it won it back and the bloke sort of touched him and kobe then fell over very yes. spectacularly um which some, fine, some fine some fine premier league winning of free kicks yeah. Very much upset him, didn't he? Because he was giving it all the 2-1 to us later on in, in the game as well. Um, but OK, I'll put them out for the votes and um, <clears throat> we will very rapidly move on um, to looking forward to Colchester. And joining us is Dan. And I've put Dan on mute and I've can't to take him off mute. So this is brilliant. Hang on. There it is. Hello, Dan. Or Daniel, sorry. Um, That's all right, Ethan. Um, looking forward to Colchester is not a phrase I've heard very often. So <laughs> it's a nice welcome to the show. Thank you. You, you, have, you haven't been asked for a while. Um, <laughs> so I like to just ask people, we, we've already done this once, so the others are going to roll their eyes, but um, I like to ask people um, a little bit about themselves, a little bit about the, the history, the reason why they, they support the club that they support. Um, basically, it's um, a section of who are you? So I'm Daniel Woodrow. I'm a head teacher at a primary school with a specialist unit in Sudbury. So I'm a Coach United fan surrounded mostly by Ipswich fans in Suffolk, which isn't the, the best mix. Um, I started supporting Colchester, I suppose, seriously when they were in the conference. I was at school in Colchester and we used to go and watch a lot of the games. So we're talking, what, early 90s, something like that. Um, but actually, family history-wise, my granddad was the bingo caller on the coach like years and years ago. And he met... He met my grandma when they were going to uh, Coach were playing Blackpool in the FA Cup when they played against like Stanley Matthews and all of that. So if it wasn't for Coach United, I wouldn't actually be here. So, you know, that goes all the way back there. But uh, yeah, been a season ticket holder with my dad for the last 20 odd years. Um, yeah, really enjoy the game. Beautiful. That beats your Panini sticker story, didn't it, Steve? So how's the... How's the season been so far? I normally say, how's the highs and lows? But how the lows and not so lows been so far this season? Oh, it's been a crushing disappointment. It really has, if we're honest. I think it goes back a few years now. During lockdown, during the pandemic, we didn't spend any money. And our chairman was saying, oh, but you wait. When when everyone comes back, all these other clubs that have spent money, it was all a bit reckless. They'll have lost. We've been really prudent. We're going to have a top six budget. We're going to be able to compete. And like three years later, we were still waiting for it. So there was disappointment after disappointment. I suppose highs are that we've stopped recruiting from within. We had this this system of just promoting, you know, the number two to number one or the youth team coach up because we had a belief that our way of playing was the best way and, and no one else could follow it. But we've, we've broken away from that with Matt Bloomfield 
um, nailed the place guys well. So I think that's a real high. We scored four goals in a game the other day. We hadn't scored four goals in like the 10 games before that, I don't think. So that's good. And we're on an unbeaten run. So that's really encouraging. But ultimately, it's a third or fourth season of just praying that there are two teams worse than you in the division. Um, and I think the high probably is that, thank goodness there have been this year. So it looks like we're going to be okay and stay up now. Some of us are very excited because uh, you, you could finish above Wimbledon, so that would be nice. Um. Yeah. I, is Johnny Jackson still manager there? Yep. I'm yeah. So he's... Clinging on to his fingertips. <laughs> I mean, he was, he, was, he was a good player for us when we were in the championship. We liked Johnny Jackson, so it would be a shame to see him go, but I would very much like to finish above them as well. So, yeah. yeah. yeah well, that put you solidly in the top 20. <laughs> um, so what are your... Who are we looking out for? Are there any players that you kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah he's the one that, that that gets me off my seat, that could cause some damage? I think um, Junior Chamadou has been shortlisted for the EFL Young Player of the Year. He's sort of right wing back, um, scored some spectacular goals. He made his debut a couple of seasons ago, but he's really come on this year. And a lot of our attacks will come through him. He's pacey. He can beat players. He's not as reckless as he was. He doesn't dive in as much, so his defence has improved as well. But I think, you know, get the ball to Junior is, is the thing you'll hear a lot. So I think you should be excited by him. And we've got another young player come through called Samson Tavidi, um, who, again, sort of broke into the team and, and made the old substitute appearance. You were, I, you were mentioning Omar and the fact that he got fouled every game and how he didn't get sent off. Well, so Samson Tavidi spends a lot of the game on the floor. And it's difficult to know whether he's the one starting the... You know, the wrestling with the defenders or the one on the end of it. It doesn't seem to get that many decisions. But he's pacey and he's annoying and he's added a bit of composure now. He started to get a decent partnership with, with Big John Akindi up front. So he could, you know, if he starts, he didn't start the other day, but he's been starting for a lot. He could do really well. So, yeah, I'd look out for them. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, and Steve, how do you see the game panning out? How do you see it going on Saturday? Um, oh, low scoring. Um <laughs> Um, I think it's. I think ultimately, from Colchester's perspective, now you're. I mean, you're, I'm not sure if you're mathematically safe, but you're as good as with yeah. enough teams with enough teams below. So actually, there's no there's no pressure on anybody now. Um, we're not making the playoffs. You're not getting relegated. So actually, it might all of a sudden turn out turn out to be one of those absolutely ludicrous end of season games where everyone just has a bit of fun. Um, I mean. Then we all obviously crush back down to reality, and, and it'll probably be a one nil either way. But um, there's, we've got to have hopes and dreams, haven't we? That yeah. that that these that we have a little bit of a uh, little bit of end of season excitement to to give us something to talk about over the summer and, and build up for build up for doing it all again next year. A five all draw would sound amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what do you, how do you see it going? I, I anticipated you might ask this, so I was thinking a two two draw. Oh, okay. Blimey, you are going for goals. I was joking. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, I agree with, with uh, what Steve said about it's towards the end of the season. There's not an awful lot to play for except position. And um, the, some of the players might be a bit more relaxed. Yeah. And may lead to a bit more um, uh, yeah. skill and creativity. Yes, I mean, interesting, the, 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 the right sort of wing-back, that might be why Sam was rested um, last night to sort of keep him fresh for <laughs> playing against the, a young and running at him at pace. I don't know. Um, or would you rather rob there, Steve? Um, yeah, it's a difficult one. I mean, um, Sam had a, had a bit of a struggle at, 
um, at Bradford last um, the other week, and I kind of thought that we might then um, stick with Rob for the um, just because of his because of his experience. But then you've kind of also got a factor in that Hart still got still got a lot more pace about him. Um, I mean, Rob's what thirty four, thirty five now. So um, I mean, while he's he's got the experience, there's there's still nothing that kind of scares any any sort of aging defender than um, than someone with with raw pace running past them all the time, um, especially if he's not getting an awful lot of support from from the midfielders in front of him. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean. It, Toss of a, to be honest, it's a toss of a coin for me. Um, I, to be honest, I think I'd probably stick with Rob just because then we've got got the set piece out output. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you can make a case for either. I think at this stage. Yeah, you could possibly make a case if Rob's fit enough, sticking to be the holding midfielder as well. Um, yeah, potentially. See, if, see if um, Eastie's fit. Yeah, I don't know if there's. No, he, don't know if there's any chance. There's a chance for Carlisle, but okay. no earlier. No earlier. Um, and Daniel, how do, how do you see it, Dan, from your point of view? I don't know. I mean, on the one hand, we're, we're really building something. We're seven unbeaten and we're starting to score goals. And on the other hand, every time you hear that a team is on a bad run, we're where other teams' bad runs come to die. You know, we're the players that, that give you your confidence and off you go again. But I, I do think we are building something. I think things are on the up for us. And I think, you know, 4-0 at home, we beat Salford away, we got the draw we needed, we've done everything that's been asked of us really the last three games. I think we'll keep it going. I'd love it to be a feast of football, but um, our home form generally has been pretty dire. We don't seem to have many strikers who can score that many goals, so I don't know, 2-1? I'll take 2-1 there. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. To us, by the way. Just... Yeah, <laughs> we assume, don't worry. Um, before I do finish, and thank you all too, Doug, did anyone see the end of the uh, Gillingham Leighton Orient match? Yes, that was ludicrous and <laughs> mental, and but also very, very funny. Yeah, yeah. And um, anyone who hasn't seen it is uh, there was a lights out for I don't know how long, ten minutes, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Orient fans were very uh, ungenerous in what they were singing um, about the paying the bills. Um, but then when it all came back on that all the other games had finished, the late Norris knew that they were promoted and it didn't make any difference that they were losing 2-1, so they just kind of let Gillingham have the ball and they got their passing stats up quite considerably. <laughs> and I think it was like 16 touches for Orient players, so uh, people are complaining all over the place. It's like, I don't know what you wanted to do. They lo- <laughs> they, it suited both teams, so why would they we had something similar with Orient. I see a few years ago, there were—I think it was when they were in danger of going down. Maybe they went down. There were huge protests going on, and so the referee—I think people came on the pitch. We were in with a chance of the playoffs that year. The referee blew the whistle. We were three up with about ten minutes to go. Everyone went off, and, I, and all the crowds dispersed. And we came back out about an hour and a half later in oh, front of no that, fans yeah. at all. Yeah, and we just finished the game. And it, it was like again, last, I think last game of the season, wasn't it? It was pretty close. Yeah, and it was similar then. We just everyone just passed. No one tackled or anything yeah. like that. You just saw the game out and, and off you went, yeah. I mean, there's obviously rules to it, but that's just insane to make someone come out and play the, a 10 minutes of a game that is 3-0. Mm. It's like, well, yeah, you've lost it. We'll move on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but anyway, looking forward to Saturday. Um, season is ticking away for everyone. <laughs> um, first time, I think Matt mentioned it, first time in a few years that we've not really had anything to be excited about the last few games of the season. But... Um, Coming to the end of the season is exciting enough and I can stop talking for a little while. Um, so thank you all for your time. 
Uh, Steve, Mark, Daniel, thank you all very much for your time and your thoughts. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget you can um, like, follow, share on all the socials at Sutton Podcasts. Let me know what you think. And until Sunday, I think I'm back with the panel. I can't remember who's even on, um, but we'll see you on Sunday. Thanks for everyone. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.